I'm Lauren Walsh, CEO and resident girl boss at one of the leading boutique branding and marketing agencies that empowers thought leaders and change makers to live out their why and achieve their wildest dreams. Over the years, I've personally found freedom in figuring out how to combine my passion, purpose, and skill to make an impact and leave a legacy. Follow along as I share the ins and outs of my life that has been a testament to a multitude of work, overcoming a heck of a lot of adversity, and the perfect addition of God's grace. I hope you find truth, wisdom, and advice that empowers you to make the necessary changes in your life and start taking action on those dreams. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited today. I actually have a guest for you guys. You're usually listening to just me, which I know sometimes it's nice to switch it up. So today I'm so excited to welcome a fellow colleague in sports, but someone who's also become a very close friend, Daniel Hennis, is CEO of Engage, which is an online platform that digitizes the process of booking talent for anything that they enjoy doing and helps talent create and execute unique pop-up events and sweepstakes. And so many of my clients have worked on different things through them. So I can totally attest on a personal level, but Daniel, thank you so much for coming on to chat with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to break up the, if it's just you talking, hopefully I, hopefully I add something to that. And that's a good thing and not, and not a bad thing. Yes, it'll be such a good thing. So we were recently chatting, Daniel and I, we were talking about just entrepreneurship that no one talks about, which mm-hmm. is really just the true reality of how much work it is, how it can be lonely. I mean, the grind. And I'm not saying all this to, to make people feel bad for us. Trust right. me. I mean, right. it's Honestly, there's so much good that comes with it, but it just really sparked a conversation that I thought that would be so interesting to share with everyone else because the truth is, I think I think we glamorize a lot of things. I think one, working in the sports industry, people glamorize it. And then also then entrepreneurship, a lot of people look at it as, oh my gosh, you know, you get to work for yourself and you make your own schedule and you make all this money. And yes, all those things may be true, but they come at a cost and you typically don't reach that certain level of success, whatever that is to you, until you've really put in the work and literally put in your own blood, sweat, tears, time, energy. I mean, so many things. So we'll jump in there. I'd love for you to start off with just, just sharing, you know, the toughest reality that you personally have learned by becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, I think, I think for me, it's, it's funny you, you bring up like the things that get glamorized because for me, that's sort of how we started. Basically we got started got super lucky because my random freshman year roommate was Jake Olson, who's completely blind and played long snapper on the football team. Um, and after he snapped in his game, we had this idea for a company and we, we had lunch with this guy, John Shigarian, who had just booked Jake to speak at his corporate dinner, like right when we were in the beginning stages of this idea, had no idea what entrepreneurship was. And John is like a one in a million person who put in like a quarter of a million dollars on the spot and built our platform and did all of those things. So because of that, I very much fell into the like, oh, raising money is going to be so easy. Everything's going to be so easy. It's just going to fall together. And what I started to realize was that like the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur is everything takes a really, really long time to develop. Like things just take time. And at the same time, you're looking at other companies in your space, even if they're like 
two or three or four or five years ahead of you and you're like, wow, I should be doing that or I should be doing that deal. Or like you, you, you think about version 3.0 before you even get version 1.0 out. So I think for me, the hardest thing, especially somebody who's like tries to measure progress on a daily basis and all those things, like if you're an entrepreneur with how long things take, it's easy to feel like on a day by day basis, nothing's happening. But then you look back on that month, you're like, wow, I actually did make progress. So for me, the, the, the hardest thing, I mean, there's so many hard things, but the hardest thing just personally was, was how long things take. Um, and, you know, yes, it's great to be able to work for yourself, but also like for me, that meant I kind of felt guilty whenever I wasn't working. So it became like an all consuming thing where all I was thinking about was like, I should be emailing this person. I should be emailing that person. And it's just like, for anyone who wants to start a company, like I think that level of drive is important because like you should care about it deeply. It does take a lot of extra work, but like you don't have to let it be all consuming. So it was just like a struggle and still is honestly, just to like find the right balance. Mm-hmm. I love it. You brought up such a good point. I think so many people, you know, it, you always hear that quote, don't, don't compare your day one to my whatever day, right. 10,000, right. whatever. And I think that's hard though. That's so much easier said than done because- yeah comparison is just, it's a thing that we all do. And so you look around and you see other companies and especially with the way that you guys were able to get started and achieve a certain level of success off the bat. And it's easy to kind of get a little bit of momentum and then start looking around and say, Oh, we already raised that. And now this company is doing this. So we should be doing that. So it's it's funny even that up that might've been part of the downside. I'm like, well, I feel like we can be doing those things, mm-hmm. even though that company's raised a hundred million dollars and is four years older. Like, I feel like we can be doing those things. So then you feel bad that you aren't, even though you're like so far behind where they are. And there's so much more you have to accomplish first. Yeah. It's such a good point. And it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it, as cliche as it is, you have to trust the process, but oh, you yeah. also have to be in it for the long game. Yep. You have to realize getting yep. into it, it's not going to be overnight. You know, everyone always says any sort of overnight success is usually seven to 10 years of actual <laughs> yes. deep hard work behind the yes. scenes that you yeah. didn't see. But I think that's it. Like going into it, have that open mind, be willing to know that it could take that long. Cause so many people ask me now, you know, Oh, what, what's attributed to to a lot of the success or different things that you have. And a lot of times I say, it's just time. It's the fact that the things that I do today, I can do at a much higher level and do two, three, maybe four times as fast as I used to do them because I've just had life experience of doing them and running a company. It's so important. Like being in it for the long haul and understanding things take time. And it's not, I mean, like, it's still, it's still highly and critically important to operate with a sense of urgency. Like me saying things take time doesn't just like, isn't me saying just like be lazy about it and do it when you want. No, it's that like things take time, even if you're putting in a hundred percent effort. So don't get down on yourself if you're working eight or nine hour days or 10 hour, 11 hour days and things aren't happening because if you're putting in the right process and you trust the process over time, things will start to happen. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much truth in that. Why do you think, you know, I think you and I had such a great conversation that we were just talking about the realities, but I think so often what you see on social media is people posting the cars and the private jets and all these things that they have now. I really feel like a lot of people either avoid or simply try to sweep under the rug what the realities are of getting into this. What do you think that is? I, I think when you and I talked, I mentioned, I think a little bit of it has to do with ego, but what do you think it is that people focus so much on kind of the aftermath as opposed to the daily grind and the struggle that comes with this type of life? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's so many things. First of all, 
I think it's like a recency thing, right? If you're generally only going to talk about something once it's become successful and success is the most recent thing you remember, it's easy to sort of gloss over or forget or glamorize things that were hard in the beginning. Like that is one thing is uh, since I start from the day I started the company, I've made an effort to write down how I feel in real time because I can look back on things a couple years ago and be like, oh yeah, that wasn't that bad. But then when I go read what I actually thought when it was happening, it's like, oh man, that was like, I was really stressed and that was a terrible time. So I think part of it is just the recency of everything. And I think the second part of it is just like human beings, it's, it's easier to share something positive than it is negative. Like it's easier to be like, I'm happy, look at all these good things. Like it's not like, we, I don't know. I can't remember the last time somebody on social media, it happens, but not nearly as frequently posts like, look at this terrible experience I had, look at this terrible trip I had, or look at my boring day. Like that's just not what social media lends itself to. And as social media becomes more and more of how we receive our information, it's a platform that inherently is about highlights. Um, and because of that, a lot of the actual work in it gets lost. Mm, such a good point. Social media has definitely become the highlight reel, but I think a huge yes. nugget for people listening to take away is writing those things down. I'm so oh, yeah. excited because I'm switching just kind of where my office is in our house and I was finding different things and how I want to set things up. And I have all of my old notebooks literally dating back probably as far as maybe seven or eight years of just journals. And I am going to have them out, but I think it's important because I love going back, especially to look at the hard stuff because now that you're here, it's easy to say, Oh, of course I got through it. I trusted. I knew it. And that's exactly what happens. It's like, you're like, no, duh. But then when you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, wow, that's not at all how I felt during the time. It's not intentional on my end. Like when people talk about glamorize the early struggles, I don't think that's intentional. Like that's just genuinely what they believe. But like, that's why I've made a point. I've written it down. And when I go back and look at it, it's just like really funny to me to think of like, A, how much I think I've grown and matured and like things that used to stress me out wouldn't stress me out anymore. And B though, just like how tough like things were. Like sports is a fun field and all those things. But like that only carries you so far. Like it's, like, and, and I think it's just interesting to look back on it. And we still have a super long way to go. We're, by no means are we there yet. And it, but I just like really like looking at the evolution of things over time. I agree. And I think it's good to put yourself back there. I think it also humbles you a little bit because it reminds you that you were in something that was very, very hard and that you got through it, but also that you're not above it, that you're able yes. to go back and read it and kind of feel some of those emotions. And then use it as fuel to simply keep going. And also to remind yourself, I think, I think going back and look at that stuff is good too, because who knows when the next hard thing is going to happen. And it may not seem like it's as hard or as big as it is. If you remind yourself, Oh shoot, I'm going to go back and read and remind myself I've been through something really hard. I mean, that's literally what I had to do at the beginning of this pandemic, because when I got in such a funk that I'm like, how the heck am I going to survive this? And all my clients, you know, are asking for reductions and retainers. And we don't know when the next live event's going to be. And how are we going to do all these things? And I kind of stopped. It took me a while, but then I stopped and said, wait, what about all the other times literally over the last five years that you've had to overcome something? Right. Why, why is this any different? But I had, you know, I had to put myself back in that mindset and remind myself. Yeah. Like looking back and reading is is great. Like I think one of the most, the the two most important things I think for anybody who's starting a company, the first thing is to have perspective, like to understand and have perspective on everything. And I think going back and looking at things helps. And the two, and the second thing is to realize that like 
yes, it is. Yes, life is harder for certain people than it is for other people. But still, there's no such thing as a self-made success. Like at some point, someone along the way is going to have to help you. And it's generally going to be a lot of people. And I think like when people say they're self-made success, they become less likely to pay it forward. And I think like we would be, it doesn't matter like that. It doesn't matter how good the idea is or how smart the entrepreneur is or all of those things they will fail if there aren't other people who are willing to support them or help them. And I think like when I go back and read about all the other people who did things for us, it makes me smile and realize that like, I think I've, I've always realized that I was not a self, like people helped me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's really, really important that like people have that perspective and realize, yes, things are gonna be frustrating. People won't deliver on promises and all of those things. But one of the best things about starting it is when other people do help you and go out of their way to be an early customer or invest or even lend advice or someone to lead on. Like that's what's cool is going back and thinking like all of the people who helped and still on a daily basis care, even if there's nothing in it for them, they help just cause. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much truth in that. I love it. So, I mean, obviously we talked about some of the struggles and how hard it can be, but I think the other thing that we can really both agree on is that this life as an entrepreneur is also very rewarding. Oh yeah. But what does that mean to you? Like when you think about how it's rewarding or certain levels of success, what does that that really mean? Yeah, I think the reason, to me at least, the reason I put up with all of the, you know, stress and all of those things is because there's like nothing more satisfying than building something from scratch with your close friends and watching it grow together. So like it's like for me, I started a business with, my four founding partners, one of them was my best friend from high school, and then Jake, who's my freshman year roommate, and Noah, who's a year behind me at SC. All of us were like really close, really great friends. So to like go through that together and see how much it's grown and see how much like we've been able to do and still want to do, but like that's what's satisfying. It's like, yes, it's awesome that like people I grew up watching on TV are now friends or colleagues or all those things. But like I could go try and work at a sports agency and build those same relationships. There's something like uniquely satisfying and being like, when this started, it was nothing. And now X years later, because of a lot of luck, which is a really important thing, a lot of supportive people and like a lot of hard work, it's turned into something that like I can be proud of. And regardless, like, look, I still have so much left that engagement needs to accomplish that I want engaged that like, that I want to see happen. But like my perspective thing is I will always be proud of like starting something and growing it into like a viable business. I think what's amazing too is that when you do it with other people and even just doing life with other people, but allowing those people to kind of be with you along the way and for you of having them actually involved, you get to see how you grow as people. Oh yeah. Obviously you're growing a a company, but you also get to see how these other people grow and evolve and then how that relates to business. I think that's where a lot of people downplay personal growth. People ask me all the time about, oh, you know, what are your keys to success? And a lot of times in the past, I would say, oh, I hustled and I grinded and I did all these things and it was all these things that I did. Now there's so many things in terms of personal development of just growing into who I am that I 100% attribute to so many levels of success of what I'm doing. So I love the fact that you guys get to do that together. And I guess playing off of that, what's the biggest thing that you've come to learn about yourself as a person throughout this process? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I mean, that's just everything about that is just a great insight because like the person I am as a person and a CEO now than like even one or two years ago when we started this, fundamentally different. I like to think I'm way better to like 
work for or with, just fundamentally different. Um, and I think the biggest thing I've, I've learned about myself was, was that like, I, I just think it's the importance of having perspective. Like, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned for me is that if I lose perspective on things, I will get stressed out for no reason. Like, I, like it, it's, it's one of those things, like there was the other day when I had, you know, respond to a bunch of agents and do this and that, and there was so much to do. I'm like, okay, the old Daniel would have been really stressed out and overwhelmed. Like we're not making the progress we want. This is frustrating. But the new me is like, well, A, look at where we are. And B, I've always wanted to work in sports. So I get to be stressed out about like agents and athletes and doing this and executing that. Like this is what I wanted. And I think for me, just like I really learned the power of perspective um, in, 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 in personal growth. And it's, it's so important. You said something that's super important, which is the get to versus have to. Yes. And I agree with you. I think that's one thing that I've certainly evolved into over the years is that in the beginning, I would get so stressed out and not have perspective. And you start to realize when you're in the wrong headspace with that, the very thing that was a dream that you put all of your energy, everything into, you start to resent. And all of a sudden it's not a dream anymore. Yeah. And so I think that's where the perspective piece, you said it perfect comes in because you have to realize like, wait a minute, are these, you know, everyday problems that I have, the things that I actually would have given anything to have years ago. Right. And, and it's just having perspective, like just because everything doesn't go right for me in a day, doesn't mean the company's failing or going to fall apart. Just because a deal takes a week longer to close doesn't mean the company's failing. Like, I'm somebody who likes things to happen now, now, now. And like, it just, yeah, perspective is, I, I could go off top, but it's just so ridiculously important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we also live in a society where everyone wants everything right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yes. It's, it's Absolutely. hard. And that's where perspective, and I think off of that too, self-awareness is something that's super important because you have to catch yourself because yeah. you also can get caught up in something and you have to catch yourself to say, wait a minute, hold up. Do I have to do this or do I get to do this? And yeah. what am I really stressed out by? And is this really something that you know is actually worth being stressed over? And you know what can I control? What's out of my control? And that's where that self awareness piece, and then shifting your perspective to realize, hold up, I came this far. Right. I can actually handle this. There's no, right. but you ha- but you have to sometimes almost have that inner dialogue, like almost kind of give yourself a pep talk to get through it and remind yourself how to handle what's going on in that situation. Yeah. And where I got lucky was I didn't have the ability to catch myself at the, for the first year or two, but like my business partners did and they were friends and like they would, they would have the ability to catch me. Like they, and like I trust and you just have that deep level of trust where they would be like, think about what you're complaining about. Like I've known you since you were 15 years old. Like think about what you're complaining about and what you wanted then. And like having other people, sometimes it's important to have other people help you see that first. And now I think I've gotten a hundred times better at, at having that self-dialogue, but I was lucky and that I had other people at first who would see it for me. Yeah. I think that's super important that that's where it makes it extra special to have the right people in your corner oh, and yeah. the people who are willing to be honest, because there will also be those times, like you said, where you can't pull yourself out. And so to be able to call someone and you think that you're calling them for kind of a, a pity party where you think that they're going to say, Oh my gosh, that is terrible. But they really know you well enough yes, that they're actually yes. going to say, hold up. Yeah. What is going on here? Like, do you hear yourself? (laughs) You have to have those people in your circle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You do. So what would you say with all of this now that you've been through, you know, if there's someone listening who wants to start their own company, what would be, I guess, the biggest piece of advice that you could offer up? It's a great question. 
I would say if, if you want to start your own company, lean on other people. Like, like lean on, if, if you're going to get it off the ground, you need to be obsessed with it. You need to have drive. It needs to be something you care about and are deeply passionate about. And it needs to be solving a problem that, is, that actually exists. A lot of times people will start a company and then they'll come up with a problem later because everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. All of those things I feel like are, are basic, like things you just have to fundamentally understand. But beyond that, if you want to get it from like an idea to an actual viable business and you are a first time entrepreneur, go find people who've done it. Take, I can't tell you how many useless coffees I've taken, but like it's, it's not about complaining about the fact that, oh, eight or 10 of these are useless. It's the one, you know, like John Shigarian who invests in your company and becomes a friend and a board member. It's, it's all about like, you have to be willing to just go out talk to people, do your research and, and build a network and build a network. Not because like you want to say, Oh, I know this person or because of who they are and what they do build a network because you connect with them on a personal level and share the same values. And they happen to be in your field. That's how real genuine things get done, especially in our industry. Like at the end of the day, what I always told investors is I'm like, look, platform's great. That's awesome that we can do all these things, but it really doesn't matter how nice the platform is or what our roster is. Like if people don't trust us, they won't work with us. Like that's all the industry's about. And I think that's super true in business. Like Michael Scott, I'm a big fan of the office. And one of my favorite Michael Scott lines is like, everybody says business, it's not personal, it's just business, but business is the most personal thing there is. Um, yes. Which, which I, I really feel strongly about. Like you just have to be like honest and open with people and focus on building genuine relationships. And, and that's how you get value and grow. It's like, it's people like you who were one of the first agents who were like, I want to do events with you guys. We weren't even funded at that point. It was people like Tara Lowens who like is so misunderstood and so smart. And it's like, look, I get it. Let's figure something out. It's just putting in the effort to build those relationships because you care about them as people and then just growing from there. Oh, there's so much truth in that. I think the one thing just to, to highlight on is the trusted relationships, because I'll be yeah. totally honest. If someone called me tomorrow and had the exact platform that you had right. and supposedly was doing it better, I like doing business with you and Noah. I mean, goal. I really, that's, 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 that's the goal. That's I mean, what we want. Yeah. I that's, think that's Cameo is a great example too yeah. of that because Stephen and I have been the founder of Cameo. Stephen and I have been friends since, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, dating back to like college days. So forever. And I, and now there's so many companies out there who have recreated what they, what they built and they reach out to me on a daily basis. And honestly, my response is always, Hey, I'm actually good friends with the CEO yeah. of Cameo and I'm loyal. Perfect example. And Stephen gave, when we were first starting, he, he met with us, like we didn't exist. We had like made, we had launched our website like a month ago and we we're talking about raising money. And the best piece of advice, he goes, don't worry about dilution or terms or any of those things. Worry about finding the investors who align with what you're doing and are investing in you as much as they are in the business. Find the right people and the rest falls into place. And that is somebody who like, he deeply understands. And that's why Cameo has been such a success. And none of those other video companies have because they are like he, he both Martin and him, both Martin, yeah, both Martin and he are excellent at, at building relationships and they get it. Like to me, that is the shining example of what can happen when you build things the right way. Oh, I could not agree more. I yeah. really couldn't. I love it. Well, speaking of that, uh, that little quote you had at the end with it being personal and business, yes, I'm going to yes. switch this up on you and talk yes. a little bit about personal things yeah. because these things are so important to me. So I talk a lot about non-negotiables. So yeah. for me, the things that I just refuse to bend on, what are some of your non-negotiables that you have? 
it's funny when you, when you email that it's a great term for it and like everyone should have them the problem when i first started the business was i had none work would trump everything like yes i like to run and work out but work would trump everything and it would become all consuming so like just want to throw out there it's super important to have them and for me what it's become is pretty much every single day i exercise every single day i, I like to run a couple miles work out like exercise is a very important part of my day and two i have two rules I would say that I apply to 95% of work days. One, I take at least 20 to 45 minutes every day for lunch where my phone is down. And I, I, I watch a TV show or I talk to friends. Like lunch, I zone out. And two, that's like 90 to 95% of the time. 100% of the time that I'm having dinner, my phone is down for the duration of dinner and I'm not thinking about it. Like I just force, it's all about finding out what works for you to keep balance. And for me, like I love what I do, but when it becomes all consuming, you start to resent it as we've talked about earlier. So for me, my non-negotiables are one, physical health, because it's impossible to feel stressed after exercising. Like, and sometimes for me, honestly, most of the time after a long day, I will go run from like, I will work out from like nine to 10.30 at night, like just as an end of the day thing. So physical health and exercise, and just like for me, finding an hour a day where I'm just like not looking at my phone and I'm present and I don't feel guilty about it. Also, another one of my non-negotiables, this is just me personally, it's also my pet peeve when other people do it, if I am on a phone call with someone or doing a video interview, I am not checking email or texts. Like, just like be present. I don't understand why people are so bad at that, but just like be present. It's a non, like, that's one of the things, it's my pet peeve, especially on Zoom. Okay, if you're on a Zoom call, right, and you can see someone else on their phone, that's just beyond annoying. So like my non-negotiables are being present, finding some time to detox and exercising. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. So good. What is last but not least, what is one personal development addition that you've implemented into your life over the last couple of years that you know has directly impacted how you do business? Interesting. All right. I would say one thing and, and it sounds tacky, but for the last year and a half, every single day at night, at the end of the day, I write down one thing I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. every single day. And it's been the best, like Jake told me to do it. It's honestly, because it's so fun to scroll through and look at all the positive things happening. Like when you've done it for over a year and you have hundreds of great things, you feel good about yourself every time before you go to bed. And then you wake up energized and recharged. So that's been like, it's the easiest. It takes me like 30 seconds, no matter how bad my day is or what. Fortunately, most of my days are very good, but every now and then you have a bad day. And no matter what's going on, whether it's something as simple as like, I'm grateful that I was able to exercise today or something bigger, like I'm grateful for, you know, my family, just one thing every day. It honestly, like you look back on it after a year and you're like, I'm just happier. Gratitude is a very, very powerful tool that I think people underestimate. And all it takes is exactly what you just said. One thing at the end of the day. Yeah, like literally USC researchers were telling Jake and me like gratitude is actually a skill. Like nobody is born more grateful than someone else. It's just like shooting free throws or writing. Like you practice at it, you get better at it. And being good at being grateful is, a, is an important thing for any profession. So good. And I think being grateful for the littlest of things. Oh, yeah. We, we have it. We, we do prayer time at the end of the day with our daughter, but we have That's our awesome. just say what she's thankful for. And yep. it's funny because from a two-year-old's perspective, Usually like last night, she said she was thankful for the apple that she had with her dinner. <laughs> and it's so endearing because yeah, it's so we should be thankful for That's an apple. So you know what I mean? Like, That's and when you so can be funny. thankful for the basics and yeah. something like that, it honestly just changes your perspective on everything else in life. And it also helps you with that mindset of all the things that we get so caught up in 
yep. do not matter most of the time. Yes, most of the, the overwhelming majority of the time. Even if Engage fails, my life does not end. Like things still go. And once I started to realize that, it actually made me better at working harder. Like it's just, yes, it's so important. Apples are, okay. honestly, there are times where I'm grateful for a good chocolate milkshake. Like there it's you still, go. It, yes. it makes me happy. Like it's just, it's, it's, that's the one thing we're thinking grateful for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This was so good. You offered up so much good insight. Where can people find out more about you, the company, if they want to go ahead and learn more? Where should yeah, we so I don't have any social media, but um, I'm on LinkedIn, Daniel Hennis, and then letsengage.com is the company website. So we're always running sweepstakes events. Uh, we've got some live stream features coming out soon. So letsengage.com is, is the place to go. And I can attest, it's worth it. Go there check it go. out. Check out Thank the you. events that they have coming up. Sign up, join the sweep, sweepstakes, do it all. You're also just, you know, engaging with amazing people who are behind the scenes. So I cannot thank you enough for your time and also your wisdom. This was amazing. Thank you. you know, I, yes. I, I don't, I'm glad it's, I like when I could talk about myself for like hours. So I'm glad that <laughs> that this was a platform to do that. And there was some value. Yes. It's a good deal. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, as you said, check out letsengage.com and hopefully refer back to those notes. And if you didn't, maybe, maybe listen to this episode again. And of course, if you're not already, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if there was anything that we mentioned today that you took away or that adds value to your life, go ahead and write a review and hopefully leave some five stars. We will see you next time. Bye.